This podcast is brought to you by Building Digital Capacity for the Arts and Arts Council England and BBC Academy Partnership. So I thought a, a, a whole bunch of themes uh, emerged there quite quickly. The, uh, I've got one question which I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to throw to Colin, yeah. I'll be prepared this earlier. I said I'm going to ask you a really difficult question at the beginning. And he said, what is it? So I don't know yet. Um, I want to know what's the benefit of delivering this new video experience in an IPTV world rather than just through the web and through the standard ways that we have already? What's the benefit for the user? I was going to ask these gentlemen a question. Can I do it that way? I mean, I Cunningly love... done. <laughs> See how he does this? Um, I love your product, but um, is it just available on the web at the moment? Are you going to be having it on people's television screens soon or does it format differently for television? Or? Well, at the, at the moment, the idea is viewable as a website, but the way we've structured it, you could imagine that appearing on your television screen, on your mobile phone, whatever. It's not cluttered with lots of scrolling text. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, ah, I want to find out what's on at the Baltic. Bang, you hit a button and it takes you to the Baltic. And then a layer behind that, and oh, there's the Baltic Archive. So very quickly, in simple big button ways, it's to do with the customer. The, I've always assumed that the technical people will be great if you give them, this is what we want. Uh, can you make this happen? I think it's a disaster the other way around to say, here's a blank sheet of paper. Can you actually go away and create something? It's much easier to say, customers want simple things, can you make it work on whatever platform? Okay. But if I'm a customer, perhaps I don't care how I'm getting it. But it wouldn't it be nice if it looked and felt the same? I totally agree. I think there seems to be there's an interesting tension here because the, obviously the IPTV space is quite complicated to understand. It's quite complicated to understand even when you're thinking about it all the time, I can assure you. So for a customer, the, you know, say for example the Curry's anecdote, you go in and it's like, well, what box is it and what service is on that box and so on. So that those initial decisions are already quite complicated, but you're mm -hmm. talking about simplicity of an experience. So I think there's another question here, which is, how can arts organisations play a role in making the experience more compelling and simple uh, for these potential customers? I was going to ask, I mean, the reason I asked the question a minute ago was because, one, it's about content, isn't it? Yep. The content has got to be stunning and good. Two, it's, it's about the user design, which I was so pleased that you focused on that, because it's got to be simple, um, beautifully sort of colourful, uh, visual, and it has to be an ease of use, and it has to sit across platforms agnostically, as you say. So that's where I'm at on the simplicity, I think. OK, so, so it sounds like what you're basically saying is arts organisations have to generate content that can be articulated simply. Okay, well, let's, let's see if people agree with that. Let's, we've got some roving mics somewhere. I can't actually see them. But uh, I suspect there are things that you want to challenge us on uh, or take further. Uh, Justin, can I just, from the, just from the organisation yep. point of view, because the thing about the, one of the things about the pilot which is important is that none of us have set about trying to present our work through this. Yep. Um, Actually, except for my place, because I can bang up trailers from Warner's and Disney. It's easy for me. Got an advantage. Um, it's very hard for everybody else. So, uh, and I think that's why Andy's kind of scoped it out in such a way that it's about us having, a, at least in its initial incarnation, a space for us to put the things we've already made, which we can select from and which we, we know we feel confident about looking good 
Yeah. And not all of the stuff we make we feel confident about in that sense. Um, and also this idea, which is terribly challenging for us, but is kind of exciting about how can we speak directly through a bit of news, through a bit of something interesting, or we, we hope is interesting, to, to members of the public to get mm. them you know, get them across our thresholds, perhaps get them a bit more engaged. So we're just looking at those two aspects of it rather than the other, because the, the, other, the other part of it, and the kind of rights thing I was flagging up, is actually about, just that's just encapsulated within that notion, rather than the whole other set of issues and things that go with rights and production values around the presentation of work, which okay. is a whole other kettle of fish, I think. It's truly a massive kettle of fish. Yeah. Okay, well let's pick up, I saw, uh, I saw one right at the back there, Let's get a mic over there. How many mics have got two? And then uh, there's another one mate, up the front here as well, is the, perhaps test, the other test. mic. So if you could just uh, um, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Klaus Timer with the Project Pressure. Um, I had a question in regards to the um, cultural network. So if there's one network that will essentially be broadcasting a lot of art content, uh, content isn't there an inherent problem that there's so much content already and that the consumer is doing downward content, and if there's just one other, let's say, art YouTube, um, wouldn't there need to be some sort of a curating involved in this in order to protect the audience from um, overflooding of art content that would uh, not be very uh, of great quality? Lovely. That's a great question. Is more really what's needed? So uh, <laughs> I'll come straight back to you, because you, you were saying no, something very I, elegant about I don't, that. I don't think more is really what's needed, and I think the organisations... Um, there's a self-policing thing in there for lots of organisations, I would imagine. Certainly, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put anything out there about my organisation that I wasn't happy with, even though I take a very, a very open approach to how we work with social media as an organisation. I haven't, I haven't got a huge set of policies about that. I haven't got a huge set of um, uh, rules on, on the game about that. Um, I'm interested in any members of staff in my organisation representing the Tyneside on, online, if you like, as, as being the cinema. Um, but I think there's a self-policing thing, and yeah, of course, I think just having, having too much stuff out there is a real problem. I suppose for us, thinking about us as the 10 venues, what, what we're, one of the things we're really engaged with is the notion that we have movement in our community between the venues. Surprisingly, not between all of them, and some of the ones where we thought we'd find obvious links, we haven't found obvious links. Um, and this feels like a way of us, uh, if we can kind of, I suppose, create a little bit of critical mass locally for us, and start a conversation direct from member of staff to member of the audience. We, you know, the hope is that we would be able to bring people around the venues more readily. So it's interesting. Is it, so your approach is almost that there's going to be more, right? Yeah. But you want the more to be quality, yeah. but it's actually the directness of the message that you think is going to cut it through. Because I think, in a way, you were hinting at the sort of sense of filtering and search, and yeah. you know, what does what does adding more really give to the customer? And, and I think, in a way, what you're saying is actually this is perhaps is an opportunity to have a more direct communication. Yeah, but also, I guess, because we see ourselves as, as collaborators, essentially, not, not as competitors in, within those 10 organisations, um, we're, we're quite interested in the idea of sharing stuff, and that includes audiences. And, and maybe we're a bit unusual in that. Um, uh, so the sense that someone's coming through the door of one organisation, we, we generally like to encourage them to come across to the door one. of the other nine, if we can. Oh, we should test, um, we should test that in the room. Just as a quick, I'll just we'll come to that question in a sec, but just quickly, as arts organisations, and this is a really leading question, and I apologise for it, but do you feel, on the whole, that you're looking for creative partners with other arts organisations, or would you prefer to sort of have your relationships with developers? So, you know, you're doing your thing, so you get that kind of slight advantage. So, who are the, who are the, who are the creative collaborators in the room? 
Oh, that's about two-thirds. So that, this next exercise after is going to be brilliant. Um, <laughs> but that's interesting. There's still a bunch of people that, that are sort of resisting that. Are you, are you a resistor? Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, let's have your question and we'll come back. So I'd like to... Um, I think, uh, first of all, congratulations on, on the level of collaboration we've just seen. I think bringing together organisations in a way that feels uncompetitive like this is quite interesting. What is lacking for me, and again, I'm sure we've only seen the tip of the iceberg here. So this is just you know one, one idea of many. But I, what I feel is lacking is the push. So where are the push technologies here? I, I don't want yet another thing I have to search. Um, I'm not particularly interested in most mainstream things. Um, I live in a rural place, so actually, if I'm going to drive 30 miles to go and see something, I really want to know what it is. And I want to be able to... It, it, it also, it needs to find me, because it's okay. very hard for me to go out and search yep. you know, a 50-mile radius of venues to find something quirky that I want to go and see. So I feel like what we're looking at here is a very nice kind of web one uh, interface, but two is the, the, the push and the, the social networking seems to be, at this stage anyway, completely not there. So I find that quite a gap. Okay. Um, can you just say your name and where you're from? Yeah, I'm Richard Paval. I'm from Ornhead Arts and we're, I'm from Devon. And from Devon. Brilliant. I understand your dilemma now. Okay, thank you. Um, do we want to respond to that straight away? Because uh, I think there's a really interesting thing there about how, how can your content find the right audience rather than the audience find the right content? And that is a truly a dilemma for us all. Do you, do you want to pick up on that? The, um, the video which we're concentrating on there is only one small part of the media package. Right. Uh, there are cross links to Facebook, Twitter and other things. Uh, the one I used there was to go to, a, uh, to actually do a purchase. So in other words, we try to create a sort of one-stop find-out shop so that if you were going to spend a few days in Bristol, for example, and you were from, like me, from Newcastle, you might be able to go and find out in one space about the culture and artistic program that mm -hmm. was in there. And you would... Also, we didn't cover them on there, but we've got uh, audience feedback. So... A bit like uh, when you go on to uh, the, the websites which say, if you like this, you might like that, you know, the, the uh, Amazon type style, of yeah. project. The, the, there is also the possibility of uh, the weekly or the daily critic. Um, and so you can find out what other people thought about it if you want. But in terms of the gentleman there who who's, uh, wants it to come to him, uh, I mean, it might come to him via some social... Uh, media that he's already involved with, but what more concerns is, is then when you are interested, can you find out, and very much the driver of the organisations I'm working with here is, can you buy? Mm -hmm. uh, because that's, that's often a missing, that commerciality in some uh, aspects is, I mean, I don't know, is that a planned function of IPTV, for example? Can I watch something and get uh, roused by it on, uh, on IPTV and then go and buy it? 
Okay, that's a good, interesting question. Perhaps you're asking, are you going to actually tell us the answer? I could answer that for the BBC if you wanted, that the, there is a pilot at the minute for com commercial user journeys for exactly that reason, because the one thing the audience wants a lot of the time is, can I buy the DVD too? Mm -hmm. So there is a pilot going on that the BBC is doing, I can see. I would love your thing to be location sensitive as well, so that I am in Bristol and I want to know what's near. So using the capability of the phone and going within five miles, there's something mm -hmm. hot on or something like yeah. that. But that's maybe just one iteration for a different platform. And I think just to be, um, uh, to be a comment on the project is that it, it is at this stage, I guess our, our focus and brief to Andy's were very much about um, developing the audience, developing our audience, but it's the audiences that we have. And, and we've also, um, uh, he's very clearly said back to us as 10 organizations, this isn't instead of what you do, this is an addition to what you do. So, you know, we all variously have um, uh, a very elaborate um, Web 2 uh, um, uh, strategies in place uh, and it's different across all the organisations again so it's, it's kind of quite rich and some of us are better at some things than others um, but it's very much meant to be something that adds on and does something separate and different to that. Okay, thank you. Let's, you've got a mic, so let's have your question. I am uh, Jason. I run Chipmunk Publishing. It's a mental health publisher. Um, we're quite digitally minded and we've been selling ebooks since 2005 and thank God for the Kindle, you know, it's really helped us like last year a lot. Um, and we're looking to like Google Books and iBooks as well. I think it's a great project, you know, what you're doing, um, great initiative. Um, I'm just thinking about users and like how people use the internet and how younger people use it and using it more. Um, I mean, I read, read a lot of technology books all the time, every day I'm, a, you know, really into it. Um, if you think about it, a lot of kids under 25, they won't even have an email address. They don't need an email address because they'll go onto Facebook. Like on our website, we just only last week did we put um, on our pages like links to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. Because for a long time, I wanted to resist that because I wanted to get more content on our website. We've got like 1,200 titles and our website to be quick. I wouldn't want to put videos on our website because it would slow it down. Mm -hmm. But what I would like is, um, you know, if there was, um, you know, we're proud to be, you know, um, funded by the Arts Council that helps us a lot. If there was a button on iPlayer with Arts Council RFOs and you could search information about everyone on there, that's a pr platform that's already there, you see. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't, like, I wouldn't want to, like, slow our website down and put on our own content on. But um, we've done lots of like BBC interviews and stuff, so I've put them on YouTube. We're going through our own archives and chucking them on YouTube, and it's working really well. It does get a good result. Yeah. So I just think that's you know a good idea to to look at the existing, you know, that would be a really good helpful thing for all arts organisations. Press a button with the BBC, and then we're all there, and it would drive, would get traffic because then it would be on on telly and everything. Yeah. Well, that that comes back to a little bit like answering your uh, your navigational problem is, are there higher level structures in place? That, that an audience can go, you know, I am part of the arts consuming audience. That's what I do. I'm passionate about this stuff. Where do I look? Now, at the moment, you're, you're kind of saying, well, if you're in, in the area that, of, of England that you're in, you'd be like, brilliant. You look here. We deliver you brilliant direct-to-camera stuff. You're hooked in. But actually, in terms of a plethora of arts organisations that are here, there might need to be a different, slightly different kind of solution. Who knows whether IPTV navigation could scale up to include you all? I think it was, if there was a button on BBC, click Arts Council RFOs, all go in the search. Someone, you know, to pay, you know, it wouldn't cost much money. It'd be, be well cheap. It would be brilliant for us. Duly noted. Is there someone here that's noted that down, <laughs> other than me? Thank you very much for that. that very good suggestion. 
Right, any other questions? Yep, uh, we need to get a, a mic over here. Hi, I'm Sarah from Liverpool Everyman and Playhouse in theatres, and we have a similar collaboration going on that we haven't approached in uh, Liverpool, like Newcastle Gateshead. What I was interested in, you talked very much about the customer and what the customer wanted, and I wondered how much customer testing you had done. It's a bit early for that, because as... Uh, um, as Mark said, we, uh, I mean, he's the only one of the CEOs who's actually seen what we're up to so far. We've only been going uh, actually a few weeks because I, I, I was seriously ill for a couple of months, uh, uh, so it's, it's slowed down a bit. But, uh, so it's a very early stage operation. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, a lot of the customer data that we're working on is, is sort of like generally available, cost, cost, customers generally, uh, you know, TGI type of data. Uh, we haven't actually yet done anything. I mean, that's part of our next process is to uh, take out what we've done. Uh, and this is where, where we would actually like a bit of funding to, to try and make the whole thing um, public facing so that we can start to get the test and, and get true feedback so that feedback comes in about the content that we're creating rather uh, as well as about the system that we're creating. So it's a bit early for that, I'm afraid. But the ambition is there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole background is is customer. My own business is uh, IT and uh, easy to use GUIs for for customers. Uh, and so, it, it's personally, it concerns me a lot how customers react to uh, an IT environment. Okay. Any other questions? Oh, we've got one over there and one over there. And that's probably our uh, our quota. Hi, um, I'm well. Barry from Consart in Manchester. Um, I just wanted to um, ask a question about the logistics of uh, running the content. How often do you see the channel actually being updated? Is it on a daily basis, a weekly basis, monthly basis, ad hoc? Moot point, really. I'll be honest, because mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're waiting for July to Andy, to Andy to finish his work and present that to us. Um, as I'm, I guess, the kind of... the. Uh, as the lead person from the organisational side of this, you know, the thing I'm feeding back to Andy for his plan is this is really hard to do. Because it is really hard to do. Yeah. So and, it's, and it's hard for two reasons, actually. One, it's, it's kind of... Um, it's logistically hard in exactly the same way that for marketing departments, the internet was hard. And um, Facebook was hard. And Twitter was hard. And everything that comes on top of the day job is, is really hard. So it's hard for those reasons, which are legitimate reasons, but you know, stuff moves. Stuff does move on and change all the time. Um, but it's also hard because of those skill things that I mentioned. And I, and I, and I can't kind of, um, I can't underline how profound that is in terms of people's ability to create um, uh, short format storytelling using audiovisual content. It's just, you know, I mean, uh, it's just not what resides within within those organisations. And I think that's, you know, it's quite interesting because if you ask most members of the public, they'd probably go, oh, arts organisation, yeah, I do that all the time because they're all like dancers and clowns and jugglers and, you know, it's just easy, isn't it? And, you know, most of us are just a bunch of suits, actually. Um, and those <laughs> of us that are lucky enough to have creative people within our organisations, they're, they're, they're probably not actually um, uh, trained up to do those kind of things specifically. So one of the things that's really interesting in this is coming up with how simple can we make it? How, what, what kind of set of guidelines can we put in place to make this as easy as possible for as many people to get involved as possible? We got into a discussion just through the pilot about 
those two lads in my organisation, you saw briefly there, Adam and, and Chris, um, as to whether they should be paid for this or whether it's because they, they want to make, they want they volunteer to do this stuff, you know. So I've kind of paid them in beer, in effect, for the purposes of the pilot. That's not a sustainable strategy, though. It's not scale. Um, so all of that has got to be... cheaper to give them money. Yeah, all of that's got to be dealt with uh, before, we, before we as a group kind of, you know, agree to move this thing on to its next phase. And they're very live issues for all of us. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, right, thank you, panel, and thank you, questioners. We're going we're gonna to change mode now. I'm going to uh, jump up here. There's a... I think oh, there's one more question, is there? Just, uh, can I just be very brief, Justin? Yes. Uh, my name's Eddie Morgan. Thanks, everybody, for coming. I'm from the BBC College of Production. I think it's been a fascinating session, and the, particularly from Mark and Andy, but I've been heartened by three things, but still puzzled by two. I think the vision of cooperating has to be right, and aggregating across the Northeast, and using your own staff where possible, again, feels kind of smart. And the third thing that we can help with is, is rights. You know, we at the BBC know about rights. But what, at the end of the session, I'm still left puzzled by is, is it really smart to create video content because it's so competitive, programs, channels, Channel 4 is like down 1%. Viewers' expectations for what they see on their living room screens are really high. So I'd, I, I'd, be, I'd be unsure about the push towards creating video content. And the, the other thing I'm unsure about is, is UView, IPTV. Again, speakers can be amateur. We get, we get the online, you know, we get apps about which we're going to hear about this afternoon. But at this stage, I can't see why arts organisations would push to create content for UView. I just, I just don't see how it fits in. That's a very good, <laughs> a major dilemma to end the, the question session on. 